Welcome, parents, teachers, friends, alumni, and students to our special graduation service this evening. This is a very special night for our grade 12s whose hard work and determination has culminated this evening uh, after 14 years of elementary school and secondary school. We appreciate that you have come tonight to share in their special evening of recognition and reward. I acknowledge in our audience tonight uh, Dr. Ruth Slade, the first principal of Whitfield, and also Dr. Frank McClelland, the founder and former president of Whitfield Christian Schools. But our most honored guest this evening is the Lord God, whose promise, who promises to be among his people when they meet in his name, and we meet in his name tonight. So let us open our ceremony of celebration by acknowledging him, and I am happy to call upon our school administrator, Mr. Jonathan McAnally, uh, to lead us in prayer. And as he comes, may I ask, please, that you put your cell phone on silent. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Welcome this evening. And if you're able, could I ask you to stand with me as we call upon the Lord? Our gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for all the many blessings you have bestowed upon us. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy, for your love. We thank you, Father, for bringing us to your house this evening for this very special time. As we celebrate the grade 12 class, oh God, we thank you for them as they have reached this milestone in their life. Oh God, we pray that you would bless them with a reward for their diligence. Thank you, Father, that their strength and their wisdom have come from your hand. And Lord, may they acknowledge that, that everything that they have is from God the Father. And Father, tonight it is with joy that we meet with them, that we celebrate them. We thank you for all the family that has gathered in tonight as well. And Lord, we thank you for Whitfield. Lord, we thank you that Whitfield is firmly built upon your precious word, the Holy Bible. And Lord, we pray for Whitfield. We pray, Father, that it will ever stand upon your word. It will be true and faithful to it, especially in this day of wickedness and compromise. Oh God, we pray that you would put a hedge around about Whitfield, that the evil one would never be able to enter the door. And Lord, may it be a safe haven for our children. Oh God, we pray for our teachers. Lord, we thank you for our teaching staff. We thank you, Father, that they know and love the Lord. We thank you, Father, that they love to pray. Lord, they have prayed with and prayed over all of our students. And Lord, we thank you for the heart that you have given to our teachers. Lord, not only to encourage and to see the children and students learn to read and write, but Lord, that they would come to a knowledge of Christ. And Lord, that is our prayer, that every student that would ever enter Whitfield's door would go out and be a Christian in the world, to be a light in a dark place, to be a witness to the lost. And, O oh God, we pray for the grade 12s, Father, as they will continue their education, as they will go out into university and college. Lord, for those who have come to a knowledge of Christ, those who have bowed the knee, O oh God, we pray that they would be a witness to those round about. And, Father, we pray for those who have not yet acknowledged Christ as Savior. O oh God, we pray before they would even leave these premises this evening. The Lord, as they will hear the word spoken by Pastor Bartz tonight, 
and bring, given a challenge from your word. Oh, Father, we pray that they would put this matter right, that they would come to a knowledge of Christ, and they would go forth being that beam of light in a dark place. So, Father, we ask for every aspect of our meeting tonight. Lord, we pray that your presence would be here, be felt. And again, Father, we pray for our Pastor Bartz as he will bring your word, encourage his own heart as he preaches. And, Father, may we all be encouraged in being here this evening. We give you all the honor and praise. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Grade 12s, tonight you officially leave high school and move on to a whole new phase in your lives at university or college. Tonight we congratulate and honor you, and I'm sorry that my back is to you as I speak. You have not arrived at this point without much effort and your middle two years of high school were very challenging due to the COVID restrictions which pro prohibited at various times uh, being in class, in person. So we honor your perseverance, we honor your diligence, and we congratulate your initiative. You are all overcomers and tonight, many of you will not only be receiving your Ontario Secondary School Diploma signed by the Minister of Education, but also the Ontario Scholarship for having obtained an average of at least 80% in your top six grade 12 courses. So I'm going to ask now the grade 12 graduating class of 2023 to please stand and come and prepare yourself to receive your diplomas. And I'm going to call upon our vice principal, Mr. Robin Cleland, and our interim vice principal, Mr. Liam West, to join me to give you your secondary school diploma and, again, the Ontario scholarship. Anthony Abarca. Ajay Crawford, Ontario Scholar. Bea Delina, Ontario Scholar. Joel Goitam. Adam Hudson. Anna Iriarty. Lucas Ma, Ontario Scholar. Philippatir Makar, Ontario Scholar. Grace Mather, Ontario Scholar. Sarah Olson, Ontario Scholar. Jeremy Philip Thomas. 
Emmanuel Rodriguez, Ontario Scholar. Joy Sala, Ontario Scholar. Jackie Shee, Ontario Scholar. Joanna Tanessa, Ontario Scholar. Deland Walker, Ontario Scholar. Gabriel Young, Ontario Scholar. Michael Yu, Ontario Scholar. And last but not least, Bishoy Zekri, Ontario Scholar. And folks, let's put our hands together again and give our graduating class of 2023. We come now to the part of the program that we call Special Awards. And I reminded all of our grade 12s before we came in here that all of them are special. The fact that they have made it to this milestone in their life. And so these awards are for people that just go a little beyond the call of duty. And so I want to preface it by saying that, that they've all made it to this point uh, successfully. So there are some graduates who have gone beyond the call of duty and deserve further recognition for what they have done. And these awards were deliberated long and hard by their teachers and approved by the collegiate administration. So it is my pleasure to honor these people tonight. So the first award is for outstanding academic achievement and that is an easy one because it just takes a calculator and thankfully it is calculated for us. And so the student who receives the highest mark in the graduating class is commanded for the uh, outstanding academic achievement. And I have before me a group of dilig diligent students and you've heard how many of them are Ontario scholars. But we have uh, three students tonight that were very close. Um, they are mid 90s and above and they've almost had a perfect finish in their grade 12 year, so it's an amazing feat. And so I want to call down tonight three people, so if you can just uh, wait until I call all three names, and we'll do them in alphabetical order. They, this award goes to Lucas Ma, Sarah Olson, and Michael Yu.
I would also like to mention that there was a fourth student, and he does deserve an honorable mention, who was directly behind them. And so I would like you also to clap for Gabriel Young. The next award is not from Whitfield. It is a certificate of achievement presented to a student who was nominated for the 2023 Schulich Leader Award. And on account of the student's diligent pursuit of excellence with an over 90, and it's actually an over 95% average, as well as his impressive volunteer community hours, and his application to the STEM program in his university choice, the Collegiate Administration chose to nominate Michael Yu for the prestigious Schulich Leadership Award. So this is from them. Please come. Okay, so our third award tonight is called the Howard Saunders Award for Exemplary Citizenship. This is a monetary award and it recognizes special initiative within the school community to motivate peers to make Whitfield the best place it can be. This award is going to two students this year who have noticeably given much extra time to assist staff members, and the first student has given much technical assistance for all of our concerts, expending much time and effort to make audio and video possible. He has also assisted in coaching basketball teams at the school, and even tonight we, we had a little chuckle as he prepared all the graduates to make sure they were in the right order as we were coming in. And so the first recipient of the Howard Saunders Award is Ajay Crawford. <laughs> And the second student spent many hours in a different way, particularly assisting Mr. Cleland in property maintenance. Whenever asked, he was always willing to do what he could to move heavy objects, dig holes, carry equipment, and the list goes on and on. He also volunteered to help teachers care for some of our primary students. And so we cannot let this night pass without acknowledging the selfless work ethic of Jeremy Philip Thomas. Great. So our next award is called the Whitfield Overcomer Award. And it is also a monetary award which honors a student who has persevered well in his or her high school career, maintaining a steadfast commitment to the work. And so the student tonight has worked valiantly, um, completing many online courses as well as in-school courses to achieve her diploma. 
She has proved that hard work, determination, and perseverance can make a difference, and it gives me great pleasure to present this year's Overcomer Award to Anna Iriarty. We have a few subject awards as well, and we don't always give them out, but we do when there is special recognition need. And the first one is for music excellence. We have two students who have persevered the whole way through high school and produced an excellent quality of music, but I'm going to call upon Mr. West if he would come to present this award tonight. There are many talented musicians uh, behind me. I would like to recognize two of them in particular. Uh, one, uh, you've already heard a little bit about, and above and beyond both in performing and helping with technical things over four years, uh, is Mr. Ajay Crawford. And the second award uh, gives me much pleasure to any of you at the concert got to hear his compositions, hear him on the timpani, hear him on the marimba, uh, and a very talented musician and composer I would like to ask up, Mr. Adam Hudson. I also want to acknowledge some art excellence as well. It is unusual that uh, we have three students who have been producing outstanding work in their unique creativity. We were delighted to see some of this work at the recent art exhibition that we had in the gymnasium. And so tonight we want to recognize incredible talent in Bea Delina, Anna Iriarty, and Sarah Olson. And Sarah, don't go too far, <laughs> if you could reverse, because we also want to recognize your completion of four years of high school French, which is a tradition at Whitfield at our graduations. And so Sarah has done amazingly, and she deserves to have the French achievement.
I would also like to recognize a student. We have two students, actually, that will be receiving the sports excellence. It's sportsmanship at Whitfield. One of them will be coming uh, to be publicly recognized. And the sportsmanship award is very obvious in its title. It is given to a student who has um, been not only a good winner, but also has the ability to lose and to lose well and to be a wonderful um, encourager to other team members. Uh, I am delighted tonight that the person who will be receiving this award is Joel Goitem. Our final subject award is for computer science and we want to recognize the outstanding effort and ability of Gabriel Young. understand that Gabriel's final average was 99 or 97 percent, which is totally amazing, so we're really delighted for Gabriel. The next award is called the Jennifer Browett Diligence Award, and it was new to Whitfield last year. Uh, bittersweet reason, we lost our beloved teacher, Mrs. Jennifer Browett, in 2022, and so in her honor, we are putting forth uh, an award that is for a student who is exercising diligence. Mrs. Browett always believed in diligence and everything she did. She was a wonderful example to our students. And so there are many diligent students behind me. You don't become an Ontario scholar without that. But there are two students that stand out who consistently approached their courses and assignments without complaining, without um, being upset at the teacher, which sometimes happens, or trying to negotiate marks. But important to note also that their final Bible grade was almost perfect, and we do take that very much into consideration. And they are Sarah Olson and Lucas Ma. Our final special award tonight is a very special one to us. It is in memory of one of our students who passed away in her grade 10 year, and it is the Grace Tofik Award. So it is given in loving memory of her. She was a wonderful Christian girl with a wonderful testimony. She went to be with the Lord in 2001. Grace was beautiful inside and out. And so the 2023 award is awarded to two students who have quietly 
consistently borne a good testimony, also not ashamed to bear witness to their peers, which is difficult um, as a student. Both have honored their school, but more particularly, they have honored the Lord by exemplary behavior and attitude and by actively seeking to motivate and mentor their peers to seek first the kingdom of God in class, out of class, in student events and weekly prayer meetings. So the collegiate administration and staff recognize that the highest award at Whitfield, the Grace Tofik Award for 2023, goes to Sarah Olson and Jackie Shee. Last night, we honored two staff members at our grade eight graduation. Both of them reached a 10-year milestone, Mr. Murray Michaelate and Mr. Reuben Horner. Tonight, we honor a teacher who is completing 20 years at Whitfield and who also works in our collegiate program. I want to call upon Ms. Karen Fernandez, if she would come up here. Before we give Ms. Fernandez her award, we have a few things to say, so I'm sorry I'm embarrassing her, but Ms. Fernandez is one of our high school science teachers currently but she has taught so many courses over the years. She has taught grade six math and language, grade seven math, grade eight math, grade eight science, grade nine academic and de-streamed science, grade 10 academic and applied science, grade 11 university chemistry, grade 12 university chemistry, and grade 11 college biology. So you can see that she's been a very, very valuable uh, staff member to us. From her first day at Whitfield, Ms. Fernandez has always taught with diligence and excellence. In 20 years, we have never doubted her ability to deliver some of the most difficult courses in the high school, particularly grades 11 and 12 chemistry. We have Mrs. Lanting to thank for introducing Ms. Fernandez to us at Whitfield. Not only has Ms. Fernandez taught with academic excellence, she has also been an intricate part of the spiritual encouragement and instruction of our high school students. For many years, she has been the one to share grade 11 devotions on a weekly basis. Our students recognize her as a virtuous woman. They rise up and call her blessed. It has been a privilege for us to work alongside Karen as we know her. She has been a blessing to this institution. And tonight, the school board and administration of Whitfield join me in recognizing the outstanding performance of Ms. Karen Fernandez.
I have another honour to perform as well tonight. We want to honour the man who has been our collegiate vice principal for the past 11 years, Mr. Robin Cleland, and so I'm going to ask him to come up here now to the podium. Mr. Cleland is now officially stepping down from his role as vice principal, and I'm very glad that he is not leaving, but he's taking up a very different role, a vital role, and one that we greatly depend on, and that is the maintenance manager of Whitfield Christian Schools. In his role as vice principal, Mr. Cleland has worked tirelessly, often behind the scenes, to maintain the collegiate program. He has been through many uh, Ministry of Education inspections, and not long before he took the position, the Ministry of Education brought in a new and very comprehensive assessment and evaluation system called Growing Success that was totally different than what was expected in schools prior to that. Mr. Cleland had the onerous task of teaching staff members, all of us, how to implement it. It stressed all teachers out in Ontario, not just us, and it was quite a challenge to change all of our courses over to its expectations. Mr. Cleland was our growing success, and some of us called it groaning success. He was our teacher and helped us to transition over. Mr. Cleland is one of the hardest workers that you will find. Nothing is an imposition, and when you ask him to do something, he always has it done before you ask. Somehow he knows that it needs to be done. I know every staff member will agree that he has a selfless, servant-like heart. But not only has he given sacrificially in terms of academic oversight and smooth running of the collegiate, Mr. Cleland has a real heart for the Lord and for the students, and I have heard him weep and pray over the school, its families, its students, and needs on many occasions. So while we are very sorry that he is stepping down from this role, we are very happy that we, he will be continuing with us as the maintenance manager of the entire operation, working alongside Mr. Ray Conroy. I'd like to call upon Mr. McAnally on behalf of the Whitfield School Board to make the presentation to Mr. Cleland. Tonight, we also want to officially acknowledge a change in status of Mr. Liam West, who has been serving as the interim or assistant vice principal during this school year. This is Mr. West's second year, though, as part of the administration. The church and school board have voted in favor that Mr. West, as of this date, will now assume the full role of the collegiate vice principal of Whitfield Christian Schools. We believe Mr. West has earned this position in his dedication and determination to make the high school the best it can be during the last six years that he has been with us. 
and he has a heart to see every student one for Christ, mentored, and challenged in their faith. And what is more special to us than anything is that Mr. West is also a graduate of Whitfield, class of 2010. Congratulations, Mr. West. Good evening. It, it's an honor. It's, it's overwhelming. I have been able to witness God working in the school through the lives of people that you have seen here. Uh, Miss Garrison and I were reflecting that Miss Fernandez taught us in her first year in grade six. Mr. Cleland taught me in grade nine computers. He was the vice principal while I was uh, kind of in my final stages there. And I think it's so encouraging to know that it's God who works through people. It's not people. So as I humbly accept and step into this role, like Gideon, it has to be the Lord. It's not us. It is him. Uh, and so I would ask, value your prayers for us as a school at this time. Um, please, pray with us. There's changing people. God does not need one specific person. He calls who he calls at the times, and he changes where change is needed. Um, and we trust him in that. So as long or as little as I am here, I want to be all in. Um, because this class here... I had them grade seven devotions in computer class, and I got to teach them all the way through, and they were my homeroom class this year with Miss Garris. Uh, that was pretty neat, pretty special, and so I hope that the students that come after will be encouraged and challenged. Um, the spiritual goals of Whitfield are that our students know the Lord as Savior and grow to follow him. We want our students to thrive, not just survive, as they go out into the world. We're going to sing together. Not yet. <laughs> I have a page. <laughs> it's my fault. It's fault. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. We're not going to sing just yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At this stage, I would like to introduce to you our valedictorians. And Mr. West, I take complete blame for this, okay? It's not, not your fault at all, okay? And your very first job of being vice principal, I have to, pre I have to, I have to preempt you, and it was not, it's not, not your fault. I want to ask for the two valedictorians to come. They were nominated by their peers and also by the class of uh, 2023, um, and also the, the teaching staff at Whitfield, we wanted to have Jackie Shee and Bishoy Zekri as the valedictorians.
Good evening, and welcome family, friends, faculty, staff, and most importantly, my fellow graduates. Congratulations, we made it. It is a great honor and privilege to stand before you all today. First and foremost, praise be to God for guiding us through this remarkable journey. It is through his grace that we have achieved so much and reached this significant milestone. In times of triumph and times of struggle, our faith has been a constant source of our strength. Let us remember to always trust in him as we move forward into the future. I'm sure you've heard this many times, but the last four years have been an absolute roller coaster. Going through a pandemic while constantly switching between in-person and online learning has shown us how uncertain life can be. As you enter the school building, you will pass by a verse on the wall, Matthew 6.33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Walking past this verse every single day at the start and end of the day has served as a constant reminder of our true mission, to love God with all our hearts, souls, and minds. You know, I've always wanted to be somebody, but now I realize I should have been more specific. Each of us is on a path to becoming somebody, and we would like to take this opportunity to express our gratitude for the teachers, administrators, and family who have shown us glimpses of who we can become. First, we would like to thank our parents. We know you've sacrificed a lot for us to be here today. Thank you for putting us in a school that valued our academic success as well as our spiritual growth. Thank you for driving us to and from school every day, attending our basketball and volleyball games, and staying off the Wi-Fi during online learning so we could have normal Zoom meetings. It is your support and your help that helped us work every day to come to this moment. We are eternally grateful for the late night conversations, the words of wisdom, and the unconditional love that you have showered upon us. You have shaped us into the resilient individuals that we are today, and we will carry your love and guidance with us as we embark the next chapter of our lives. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for being our guiding lights and constant sources of support. We love you more than words can say. Second, we would like to thank our teachers. From our first interaction with any of the Whitfield staff, a strong love for Christ can be seen. Your faith and testimony has encouraged us to reflect on our own lives and see what God has in store for us. The late Mrs. Brower exemplified this perfectly. Beside her incredible analytical skills, she had a deep love for Christ that was evident through her countless stories concerning God's providence in her life. We are deeply grateful and blessed to have had her as a teacher. What I've noticed that sets Whitfield apart from any other school is its extraordinary bond that unites us as one big family. From the first day I walked through the doors, I was embraced by a sea of warm smiles, instilling in me a sense of belonging. The teachers here have not only supported us academically, but also spiritually. Weekly devotions have helped me stay grounded in my faith, and I'll forever cherish the guidance and wisdom shared by Mr. Bartz and Ms. Garris, who have always been open and willing to address my various questions. While we can all see the graduates behind us, there is one more graduate who is actually in the teacher section. Ms. Fernandez, the high school science and chemistry teacher, has been supporting us on our journey since grade eight. Her love for Christ and her students were always evident. Before every test, she prayed for us for five years, asking for God to bring peace so that we can all do our best. While we are sad to see her leave, we are excited for what God has for her. 
I would also like to express my heartfelt thanks to our principal, Mrs. Saunders. You have been a true role model of what a Christian woman should aspire to be. I'm grateful for the values and principles you have exemplified and taught the girls throughout my time at this school. You've been instrumental in our academic journey, offering us advice, writing references, always having an open door to any of our questions. You've worked tirelessly to help us get into university and were the most excited when we got our acceptances. We would like to thank, we would also like to thank our vice principals, Mr. Cleland and Mr. West, for their great personalities and wise advice, both academically and personally. All the teachers here at Whitfield have been extremely supportive, patient, and truly an inspiration. It was a great blessing to be taught by you all. Finally, a tremendous congratulations to our fellow students. The last four years have been unforgettable. We often joke that we only had two years of high school because of the lockdowns, but we can assure you that there's no shortage of memories. Wiping out on the slopes on our, on our annual ski trips, uh, cramming for an English test right, the period right before, and then cramming for a chemistry test the period right before are just some of the great memories that we had. Despite this being my first year at Whitfield, I definitely felt like I grew up with the class. We have built bonds and friendships that are guaranteed to last for years to come. I still treasure the conversations we had on walks during lunch, and I'll definitely miss the laughter that always filled our calculus classes. Additionally, school events such as sports day, scavenger hunts, and quiz bowls fostered friendly but intense competition between us. Speaking of competition, participating in the school sports teams has built some of the best memories we have. The early morning basketball practices are intense and demanding, but full of laughter and jokes. Again, thank you to the parents who drove us so early in the morning. We appreciate it. The, the championship volleyball season, again, uh, was one for the books. While we did start the season off with a loss to a very strong team, uh, we came back and won the championship, defeating that same team in the finals. This is all a testimony to the hard work and dedication the students before you have put to honor their school. We are proud to call them classmates and friends. And let's not forget the eventful grad trip we just came back from. From running around Clifton Hill to destroying the teachers in Mario Kart, every moment was filled with laughter and cherished memories. Although many of us are parting ways, the friendships we made are sure to last. The young men and women before you are not only exceptional students, but great people with their own stories and bright futures. So as we embark on our individual journeys, let us keep our heart open to the guiding hand of the Lord. As we entrust our futures to him, may we walk in faith, knowing that his plans for us are greater than anything we could ever imagine. So graduates, let us run the race that the Lord has set before us with endurance, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Congratulations, class of 2023. God bless. Thank you, Jackie and Bishoy. At this time, we are going to have some special music, and so it is a combination of some of our graduates as well as some of our grade 12 students, and they are going to come now and sing for us.
Thank you, girls, for that beautiful song. It's very blessed to hear you singing the praises of the Lord. And now I call upon our vice principal, Mr. Liam West, who is going to lead us in a hymn. This time we are singing. <laughs> um, there, there's one award uh, that we gave out, and there wasn't a blurb that went along with it, so I just want to add one to the computer award. I had a conversation today with the grade 12 computer teacher, and Gabriel won this award, and he said to me, as I was talking to his computer t- teacher on the phone today, he said, I smiled as I marked his code. It filled me with joy as I marked his final. I was like, that, that, that needs to be the blurb that is written on, on that plaque. I smiled as I looked at his code. Um, so congratulations, Gabriel. Uh, the first time I met Mr. Hudson was in a bus, and we were going to a cottage, and we were sitting there together. I was, like, excited to talk to this man, and he pulls out a book of code, He's like, I brought along some reading. So you know if he enjoyed your code, it was good. We are all going to sing together a song that declares our dependence on the Lord. Uh, And and we would pray that this song would be a prayer for the students who are here. Um, We sang this at the last concert, so if you know it from then, please join along and sing. If you know some parts, please sing some parts as we sing this. So I'd ask you to stand as we sing... Ancient of Days.
At this time, we would like to ask uh, to come up and give our closing message and uh, final thought. We would like to ask Mr. Pastor Jesse Bartz. He's one of our full-time teachers here who's played an important role in the life of our grade 12 students, teaching them Bible and world history. He's the pastor at Ennerdale Ennerdale Baptist Church in Toronto and has been teaching and mentoring at Whitfield for many years. Um, After he gives his message, there will be um, refreshments that are served downstairs, and feel free to take pictures and move around. Mr. Bartz. Thank you, Mr. West. Congratulations, class of 2023. You made it. You survived kindergarten through grade 12. You even survived COVID, distancing, masks, distance learning. You've survived your final exams, and so congratulations to you. And though he does not graduate with you tonight, this is the class of my own son, John, who is here tonight. As a class, you are doubly beloved to me. You're beloved to me as students that I had the privilege of spending time with, time in discussion, time in questions, time even marking those exams, but you're also beloved for my son's sake. Some of you have been, were with him back in Mrs. Papa's class. This is going back a little ways. Well, on this night a night when our thoughts might incline to memory or possibility, I wish to consider instead this theme, inevitability. Not what has been or what may be, but what will be. While I cannot and will not claim to have some supernatural foresight, there are some things that I can state with certainty will be a part of your life. These things are inevitable. Suffering is inevitable. It was Job who said, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Physically and psychologically, you will suffer. This is not to suggest that none of you have ever experienced suffering. I know that many of you have already experienced profound suffering, even in your young lives. But more is coming. That's my point. Life will hit you hard. And some of those blows may seem like they're in the back of the head, And some of them are going to seem like they're below the belt. There's a tendency to be surprised by suffering. We might on some theoretical level accept that suffering will come, but it has this astonishing effect on us when it actually hits. And even though I'm telling you this now, when it comes, you will be surprised. There's also a tendency to think of our suffering as 
uniquely severe, but it probably isn't. One way or another, when it comes, you will have to figure out how to deal with it. Some just try to check out. Choose your poison. Lean, meth, wherever you want. Check out. But when you come back, that suffering is still there. For others, suffering becomes the cue, or maybe in today's culture we should say the trigger, to dissolve, to moan, to sob, to demand that society fix it all for us. For others, seeing that suffering is a common experience, that becomes the motivation for endurance, as though sheer solidarity will help us take that next step. But maybe you'll go a different route. Some will feel the why questions welling up within and not be able to find the answer. And maybe you'll just lean into the questions. And maybe you'll say, well, maybe the grand purpose for this is just to make me stronger. Bite down on the mouth guard. Buckle up, buttercup. Pain is just weakness leaving your body, or whatever stupid cliche you want to plug in there. Turn up the music. Listen to the semi-coherent ramblings of a self-absorbed drug addict. But then again, not all of you listen to rap music. Or maybe you have a different style of music you want to listen to, but pump up the music. Face the storm. After all, that will make you stronger, right? Well, maybe it will. At least until it doesn't. No matter how many miles you run, the day will come when you can't anymore. No matter how many summits you climb, the day will come when you can't climb another. No matter how many challenges you face, the day will come where one will knock you down. So what then? Okay, maybe now the point is to do it all, and if I have to decline, I'll decline with grace. Be an example. Well, not bad, but even that will be taken from you. If we think simply of the physical suffering of mortality, the statistics tell us that 80% of non-smokers over the age of 50 die of four major causes. First, atherosclerotic disease, that's cardiovascular and cerebrovascular disease. Think heart attack and stroke. Two, cancer. Three, neurodegenerative disease, think Alzheimer's and dementia. Or fourth, foundational diseases, fatty liver, diabetes. And I hate to be the one to break it to you, but these don't leave you with a lot of dignity. So suffering is inevitable. In what way you will suffer, I cannot tell. But more important than what you suffer with is who is with you when you suffer. Ultimately, it is not about how you endure it, but who you endure it with. If the Lord is your shepherd, he will walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. If he is your shepherd, he is working all things, including that suffering, for your good. If he is your shepherd, those sufferings are not meaningless, but are working a far 
more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. If he is your shepherd, those sufferings are not worthy to be compared with the glory which will be revealed in you. And this leads me to my second inevitability. You will suffer, but you will also worship. Worship is inevitable. Perhaps this surprises you. It is no secret that this Whitfield graduating class is one that has experienced and expressed more doubts about the Christian faith than almost any other in recent time. While some of you have deepened your faith, some of you have ditched it. But even the skeptic worships. Choose you this day whom you will serve, not if you will serve. Well, perhaps now is time to tell a story. A skeptic is sitting under an apple tree and considering the world around him through the lens of his doubt. And he muses, of course there is no God. If there is, how silly he would be to use such small and tender vines for large watermelons and Why would he use such mighty branches for such tiny apples? And then, as if on cue, an apple falls from the tree and hits him on the head. Thank God that wasn't a watermelon, he says. So what's the point of this? Well, the point is not God's wisdom. That's not why I'm telling this story. The point of this anecdote is not how unsearchable are his judgments and his vegetation past finding out. Rather, think about this. With one breath, the skeptic denied God, and with the next, he declared him. How quickly knowledge suppressed becomes knowledge expressed. I want to talk to the skeptic among you now. Lurking in your heart, suppress it as you may try, is the knowledge that the God of Scripture is real. And perhaps at this point, you think that to admit this is to sacrifice yourself. You've found your identity in doubt. And that is not something you want to do. But I urge you tonight, in words that are not original to me, Sacrifice yourself or bow to lesser gods. There is only one true and living God, but there are many lesser gods. Idols and imposters. Wealth, fame, knowledge, power, beauty, sex, all appeal to you to find your joy and identity and satisfaction in them, to worship them. But they are false. It was Jonah sloshing around in the stomach acid of the great fish who said of idolatry, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. These lesser gods are false. They are lying vanities. But God prohibits the worship of these lesser gods, not only because they are false, but because they are futile. Worship wealth and fame and power, with or without the red tie. 
and it will never be enough. Worship beauty and sex, and they will never satisfy. The lesser gods aren't who they claim and can't do what they promise. Look outward for your gods, and you will find that they are devils, often more than metaphorically. Look inward, and you will worship a fool. It is only when you look upward that you will find the infinite satisfier. It was Augustine who prayed, Thou hast created us for thyself, and our heart is is restless until it rests in thee. If you reject the one who said, Come unto me, and I will give you rest, and, and please hear me, because I'm using this in the specifically biblical sense, if you reject the one who said, Come unto me, and I will give you rest, you will go from one damned thing to another, and you will never be satisfied. You see, God prohibits the worship of these lesser gods not just because they are false, they are lying, or because they are futile, they are vanities, but because they are fatal. To follow them is to forsake your own mercy. To worship them is to turn your back on the only source of mercy, the true and living God. And mercy is what we all need. Which brings me to my final inevitability. Judgment is inevitable. You will be judged. Now the reflex of this age is to bristle at this. Don't judge me. Don't shame me. And a thousand other graduation speeches might take this opportunity to counsel you to just do your own thing. Listen to your heart. You do you. Stand up against judgment. Don't conform. Let your hair grow long. Cut your hair short. Get the tattoo, the nose piercing, whatever sets you apart. Of course, I'm not entirely sure how successful this all is. The more I look around, all this nonconformity seems to, to fit a certain pattern. But that's another story. But let me lean into this, because not only is judgment inevitable, the fear of judgment is. This was a fact that you all recognized as you sweat your way through studying for your final exams. We all fear judgments in light of certain standards, expectations of parents, peers, a potential love interest, even society at large. They're all standards against which we find ourselves judged. Bristle as we may at these standards and judgments, we all have a certain sense of apprehension in light of them, particularly when we feel a moral weight behind them. But not all of these standards are the same, are they? How do we deal with competing standards, particularly in moral areas, in areas of right and wrong? And here is where I must go against the prevailing opinion that you will hear, where you might hear, you do you, I plead with you, don't. Where you might hear, listen to your heart, I plead with you for heaven's sake, don't. There is a standard against which every other will be judged, and that is the standard of the very righteousness of God. His holy law reveals our own failings and how far we fall short of this standard. 
And you bear evidence of this when you cannot live up to your own moral standards and yet thumb your nose at his. From thou shalt have no other gods before me to thou shalt not covet, the mirror of the law reveals our sin. And those things that the law says to us and reveal about us, it says, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world become guilty before God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Years ago, I taught at a school in Barrie. It was a small school that had about 80 students from kindergarten all the way through high school. And part of my regular duties was to do recess, recess duty. One day on such duty, I heard a commotion from the other side of the property, and I watched as two little girls, probably first and second grade, come running up to me as fast as their little legs could carry them. And as they approach, I see that their dresses are covered in mud. One little girl outruns the other girl and blurts out, she threw mud back at me. She threw mud back at you. So you threw the mud first. Apparently, this youngster thought that the early tattler gets the mercy. I often think of this event not just because I found it kind of humorous, but because it connects with our own moral experience. Knowledge that she had broken the rules? Check. Breaking her own moral standards? Check. She didn't want the mud thrown at her, but she threw it at someone else. Fear of judgment? Check. Hope for mercy? Check. But contrary to this little girl, our reflex is often to run from the judge, not toward him. Hebrews 9.27 reminds us, it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. The men of Bathshemesh would say, who is able to stand before this holy God? John will tell us that he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. The wrath of God. God help us. God help us indeed. For such is our sin problem that only God can save us from ourselves. Simply resolving to do better will not erase the record of our sin. How can our sin be forgiven? How can we face ultimate judgment and the ultimate judge with anything but dread? There is a kind of fear of judgment that leads to defiance. Well, I haven't lived up to those standards, but he shouldn't have given them in the first place. There's a fear of judgment that leads to despair. I've fallen short and there is no hope. But there's a fear of judgment that leads to the right kind of despair. A despair of ourselves and our own righteousness. It's a fear of God that brings us to a perfect life, a bloody cross and an empty tomb. 
for it is in Christ Jesus that this fear of judgment is removed. God has sent his son to live and to die for sinners, and as you trust in him alone, you will know true hope through his grace, a grace that takes the handwriting of ordinances that is against us and contrary to us and nails it to his cross. A grace that can transform, depart from me, to, well done, good and faithful servant. And I rejoice to know that some of you have placed your faith in Christ. Let me encourage you. The world around will judge you. Now, I know that isn't very encouraging, but let me continue. It doesn't matter who rejects you if you are accepted in the beloved. It doesn't matter who hates you if Christ loves you. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You are more than conquerors through him who loved you. And nothing can separate you from his love. So inevitability, suffering is inevitable, worship is inevitable, judgment is inevitable. So as I come to my conclusion, I recognize that it is expected that I would wish you success. And I do wish you success in the best of your endeavors. But somehow a wish does not seem to be enough tonight. So I do not simply wish for you tonight, but I pray for you. And this is my prayer. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. God, we thank you for the work that you are doing in each of us. I thank you for what you have brought each student to and through. Lord, I pray that you would do a work of grace in each student's life. For those who have committed themselves to you, may they go on with you. May you give them strength and courage for what lies ahead. For those who may waver or wonder at this point, I pray that you would open their eyes to the beauty and glory of your Son. May your Spirit do a work in their hearts that only he can do, calling the dead to life. In every student, we want you to be honored. Indeed, Lord, in each of us, we pray that you would be honored. Take these lives and use them for the glory of your name. And this we pray for Jesus' sake. Amen.